What's up, Joes? Welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan, Ryan Dempsey back with you. It's uh, it's Wednesday night and we're recording instead of Thursday, because unless you didn't listen to the episode, like I said yesterday, I'm going to a concert tomorrow night, so... Hi, Ryan. He's lying. This is the sound of my sweet voice, and he couldn't wait to talk to me tomorrow. I wanted to look you in the face again. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, How you doing today, Jeff? I'm doing all right, man. Today was a better day than yesterday, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm getting my first real... Uh, tragically hip experience in my ears right now because that was your pick for the intro song this week or for today's episode i should say so and what did you think it's, it's okay it's not bad i mean i i really need to sit and listen to more yeah. than just a few a few seconds of a song and everything like that but you know not terrible you, you should check out the music video for um uh, Darkest One by Tragically Hip. Okay. It was it was used uh, to promote Trailer Park Boys uh, season one. Okay. And uh, so it ended. It's uh, yeah, the Trailer Park Boys, the Tragically Hip, and Don Cherry basically putting to cars together and eating fried chicken. Fuck it. Don Cherry. It's just funny that they tried to make it like as Canadian as possible. Oh, I know, like, I know. You guys, so, you guys like, love your Don Cherry. Oh, I I just love it because like you know you got the tragically hip hanging out with the trailer park boys, and all of a sudden Don Cherry's delivering fried chicken. It's like what the fuck? Good lord! Yeah, <laughs> fucking Don Cherry. God damn it! God damn. John Let me Cherry. tell you kids something about this, okay? Come yeah. on, it's legendary. Yeah, he hates the fucking wings. Nah, he hates well, he hates anyone who's French Canadian or European. Like you have to be like you have to be like from Ontario. Or like parts of the uh, of the prairies for him to truly like you. Like, yeah, or the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, uh, but he, but again, I like, get all the all the Americans and Europeans on there. He came in like them. Yeah, but he hates but, the Red Wings especially. I've you know. heard that dude. The only dude that does NHL coverage that I've heard talk more shit about the Red Wings than fucking Don Cherry is goddamn Barry Melrose. And that's just because Barry Melrose is a bitter motherfucker who didn't get the Red Wings job in the 90s when he was coaching in our affiliate team in Adirondack and was next in line and didn't get the job. And he's been yeah. pissy ever since about it and just fucking relentlessly hates on the Wings. I mean, I don't think... Um, Fuck your mullet, Barry the... Melrose. Sorry. <laughs> when he goes on like the PTI show during the uh, playoffs every single year. And whenever he's the uh, the wings were like ranked uh, one or two or three, like when they were highly ranked, it was always always uh, oh they're going to be upset this year, no doubt about it. Always going to be upset. They go they made the second finals. Oh, they're probably going to get swept this year. Like <laughs> I bet you nobody was happier when the streak was ended last year than Barry fucking Melrose. Oh, him and Don Cherry probably popped the ball of champagne together. I wouldn't doubt it. Like, I like Don's suits. Don wears some fucking dapper-ass suits. Barry's fucking mullet can kiss my balls. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he's just, I don't know. He's just that guy that... And both of them. He's he's able to to talk, and everyone... He he talks for the the common fan, whereas Don Cherry will actually, like, pause plays and break things down and, like, show you where the play went wrong. He actually knows the game. Barry Melrose, I think, is just... He's, he's he's good for like you know getting a team to the playoffs, but don't expect much more. Right. And they both have an insatiable love for Sidney fucking Crosby. <laughs> that oh god. So I was talking about how I'm going to do you know I was telling you before we started that I'm going to do a, a Sunday session this week with a with a special right. guest. Well, that special guest is a big Penguins fan. Okay. This is going to be rough because I'm sure the sport of hockey is going to come up. And there, right. there is no player in the NHL that I loathe more than that crybaby bitch, Sidney Crosby. See, Crosby's always going to have the spot in my heart only because of that uh, the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver getting the golden goal. That like that Daryl always put him in that uh, special place in Canadian hockey history. Fuck him. But, eh? Fuck him. 
Fuck him. That's <laughs> waiting for that last one to drop. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck that crybaby little bitch. God damn it, I hate Sidney Crosby. I used to be a Penguins fan. Like, I genuinely used to be a Penguins fan, and I think I've talked about this on the show, but, you know, we used to be the farm club for the Penguins, so a lot of players that I grew up watching here in Muskegon in the, in the late 80s and the early 90s and shit ended up in, in Pittsburgh. In the ninety ninety one and the ninety ninety one ninety one ninety two, I think it was or whatever the the back to back Stanley Cups that they won in the in the beginning yeah, of the 90s. 90s, yeah. Um, yeah. My favorite player from the Muskegon Lumberjacks uh, played defense for Pittsburgh, and he got pulled up, got called up towards the end of the first run, and then stayed with the team for the second one, and then stayed there in Pittsburgh for a few <laughs> years playing. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of guys I grew up watching here all ended up in Pittsburgh. So, like, Muskegon had we, – we've got a, a thing for Pittsburgh. We had a love for Pittsburgh, but I fucking hate Sidney right. Crosby. Like, I was – like, Lemuel, Yager, you know, all I was going to say, you have a Yager. Like, could you imagine when you were a little kid watching Yager that, like, 25 years later he'd still be out there fucking going? Yeah, just signed with Florida for a year? Jesus Christ. Uh, Calgary. Or Calgary. Sorry, Calgary. Sorry, Calgary. Yeah. And the sad thing, though, is that now he says this is probably going to be his last year, and I'm sitting there like, come on. You're only 45. Go to 60. Come on. There's something about him on the ice. He's not Gordy. There's something about Yager on the ice that just, like, oh, just makes me happy, the fact that he's out there. Gordy was, like, one of those only dudes that could play that late in his age. Gordy was playing in the fucking IHL and shit when he was in his 50s, I think. Yeah, I mean, he was in his fifties. He was playing for Hartford, and he was still putting yeah. up some numbers. And then, and maybe even in his, maybe it was even into his sixties. He was playing. He played a little bit for the Detroit Vipers and stuff. That's right. I remember that. I think I, was, I, you know, I used to have a picture from like some, uh, probably some almanac, hockey almanac uh, magazine of him in the Vipers jersey. Yeah, man. Like eights in that. Well, then that was so the Muskegon Lumberjacks were the the farm club team until the team folded and then we brought in the the uh, the new team the muskegon fury um and they were in the the colonial hockey league at the time was what it was called and then a couple years later detroit brought their franchise in so then we were the farm club team for the vipers and then subsequently the farm club team for the red wings before the griffins uh existed so yeah man muskegon until fucking what was it 2009 like we had had professional hockey in muskegon since the 40s now we have juniors we have junior hockey um i don't remember what league it is not like it's, it's not, not the ohl or they're not the no. ohl i'm sorry the, the ontario <laughs> juniors they're not part of the ontario juniors that's the saginaw spirit on the other side that's of the it. state yeah, the Saginaw Spirit are part of the Ontario Junior League, but I don't remember. I maybe it's the American Juniors. I don't know. I don't fucking okay. know. I don't fucking remember. I haven't actually been to a game since they became the the Junior Jacks. So, um, sad to say, but uh, yeah, yeah. Now that we've uh, bullshitted for fucking ten minutes about nothing like usual, how's your day going, Ryan? <coughs> I'm not going to get into it, but one of those days where you just, uh, yeah, 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 here's something that you just never expect to hear, and you have to just think, is my job worth it, and just have to swallow Bro. all the pride that you have, and try to not punch something. <laughs> Our Long listeners story. have no idea, I do. And I will say for them to understand this that like the amount of the amount of much more of respect I have for you for swallowing that today and not fucking knocking somebody's teeth down their throat is immense right now. Cause me, yeah. we wouldn't be doing this show because my ass would be in the fucking pokey <laughs> yeah. for dropping a dude's fucking front teeth down his throat. Straight yeah, it, up. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's me, if it's me, the Canadian. You know, we always talk about how nice I am because of the Canadian thing. I maybe maybe there's something in my DNA. I don't know what, but I was, yeah, I got past it. So well, here I am. I commend you, sir. I absolutely commend you. So and, I, and my, my, my day ended up actually probably, like, I mean, my daughter is the greatest thing in the world like i mean we always talk about how much she loves the gardens of the galaxies and all that 
Yeah. And she, every time we go out, she wants to get like the little action figure of Guardians of the Galaxy and all that. I'm like, cool, awesome. So she's getting into Spider-Man a bit now. Nice. So she watched a little bit of the Tobey Maguire ones and the, uh, was it James Garfield? Is that, or Andrew, Andrew Garfield? Andrew Garfield. And, yeah. So she watched those ones. We haven't seen the newest one yet, but that uh, that'll be available to rent in like two weeks. I think you can buy it digitally now because I almost did it the other day. Yeah, but um, yeah, like yeah, I think it. So yeah, I think it comes a, out like the seventeenth or something like that. You where you can start running it. Yeah, so I think she's gonna we're gonna get that. But so we're <laughs> we're at uh, after work group. Run out to the store at, a, or at Walmart. It, we're walking through the aisles and said, okay, so Carly, you know, it's, we can't really buy you a lot right now because it's getting close to Christmas. Um, so we're going to try to put like a list together. Can you want to show Daddy anything you want? She goes right to the Barbies. I'm like, yeah, cool, whatever. She goes, Daddy, I don't have a Mary Jane. I was like, Carla, you are the, the greatest. So we walk, I'm like, let's go check out the superhero spot. Uh, spot. And she goes, Daddy, Electro. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Uh, I got a bike. All right, I got it. So, so yeah, we go home. Yep, and we have a new electro toy because I, <laughs> her eyes lit up when she saw electro. I'm like, that's fucking. I don't awesome. know, like, what three year old girl walks around with Star Lord, Groot, and electro toys, but mine does. <laughs> it makes oh, me so happy, dude. That's fucking awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Fucking awesome. <laughs> so once in a while, no matter you know, your day could be really terrible, but then. She comes around and just makes everything worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I think she'll like that movie, too. Does she know about Iron Man and stuff? Uh, a little bit here and there. Like She um, she knows about them because like uh, I've watched the movies with her in the room. Yeah. Uh, she just kind of got more into the Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider-Man. Right. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, Iron Man is, is in, this new, in Spider-Man Homecoming a lot. That's why I asked. Okay. Um, so that might be a cool thing to introduce her to before that comes out. Um, a little bit more, so then she knows, you know, Daddy, that's Tony Stark, because he's, yeah, he's in, he's in quite a bit of Spider-Man: Homecoming. So, Starbeer yes. again, huh? Yeah, Starbeer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So last sorry. night, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. I was gonna say no. It, 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 uh, trying to explain to people when when she's walking down the aisles at, at grocery stores, the mall, wherever we're at. When she just starts walking, she'll stop and she goes, psh, psh, and it's her shooting her Spider-Man webs out <laughs> while we're walking. Some people are looking at her like, she's Spider-Man. She's just shooting webs. Just I, it. I thought maybe she was imitating the sound of Daddy's beer cans opening. No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, last night we broke down, or previewed, I'm sorry, the... Uh, the upcoming card this weekend for UFC 216. Tonight, we're going to touch on a couple of quick news stories. And we are also going to do a topic discussion. Uh, this week's topic discussion is going to be our top five of, our top five UFC cards of all time. Uh, Ryan actually suggested this one. I think it was a good idea. I think it'll be fun. I'm sure Ryan put a ton of research and time and effort into this. I just kind of went with my gut and looked over some cards and was like, "You just typed in like UFC top cards and whatever." You just go with that list. Yeah. Yep, I sure did. I mean, I I I went through the cards and and looked at them and and made sure I agreed with it. But yeah, right. And 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 the reasonings behind it and shit. But yeah, I kind of did. So what? I did it today at work. Been busy. I uh, right when you had said to me, so are we doing this MMA or UFC? Or any right when I read that this morning, I was like, oh fuck, I didn't even think of Pride. And I was thinking, okay, I was like, <laughs> well, we're including myself. I don't know if like, I would definitely need like another couple of weeks just to try to think of those ones. I like. asked that question for that very reason because I know you and you can fucking be like, oh yeah, I pulled out this Pride card from this dime and then this fucking Strike Force card. <laughs> And this, and I'm gonna be sitting here with all UFC ones. So if I didn't ask, I would have never known. So I had to make sure we were on the same page. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk a little news. Uh. Just as actually, as we were recording and wrapping things up last night, 
um, and I didn't find out till after I had stopped and started uploading the episode, news broke that UFC 218, a.k.a. UFC Detroit, as I keep calling it, um, has a headlining fight, and it is going to be headlined by Max Holloway and Frankie Edgar for the 145-pound belt. Uh, cool. I'm happy about it. It's not the the not personally my the most exciting fight, but I see a, to me. I mean, it is a great fight. Don't get me wrong, and I'm excited for the fight. It's not the best fight that I wanted to headline the card for me to because I mean, it's my first UFC going to. So and then right. coming off finding out that it could, was going to be John Jones and and Stipe. I mean, really, there's not much they could put on there besides Connor that's going to wow the fuck out of me as far as a headlining card. So. I'm excited about the fight. It's going to be a fun fight to watch. Um, you know, great. Cool. So now we have a headlining uh, fight. Um, I, mean, well, I mean, for 218, I'm just wanting to double check. Is 218 is um, uh, Ngano, right? Yes. Ngano and yeah. they actually yeah, so Overeem, Overeem and Ngano. And... Yeah, Overeem and Ngano, uh, Gaethje Alvarez, um a couple good uh, girl fights on there. I mean, it's it might not be like the absolute most stellar card, but it's like it has like a lot of like it has a lot of potential to be a fun card, and I think that main event just kind of gives it like the icing on the cake. It might not. I mean, well, this is this is going to be this is UFC. This is Toronto. This is two hundred six all over again. That's what I was, was going to say. Yeah, it which is a little bit of that one, which is fine because two hundred six was a fucking great card. And it was a lot of fun. And yeah, we shit, we shit all over that card going into it on this show, because but but a lot of it was because they threw together a bullshit title fight to save the card. This is set. This is what it is going in. Fine, the interim title fight between uh, uh, Holloway and Pettis. Pettis. Uh, yeah, you also got Pettis and uh, Cejudo on that card too. Yep, not official yet though, but. Um, right. Yeah. So, uh, as you had mentioned, and we actually mentioned last week on the show, but now apparently it's quote unquote official. Uh, I saw just before we started recording, and so did you on the on our friends over at the MMA Takeover reporting that Justin Gagey and Eddie Alvarez is officially on the card for UFC 218. Also today, it was announced that Alex Oliveira is going to be taking on Yancy Medeiros. So the card is is still filling out a little bit. Uh, tickets go on sale next Friday to the public, and then there's some pre-sale stuff that starts on Wednesday. Um, so yeah, that's that's the news on UFC <clears throat> 218. Uh, Sorry, I'm just, I just was uh, trying to find UFC 218, and I for some reason I just saw Engano and Overeem was um, interim heavyweight. Excuse me. And yeah, I but I can't. I see absolutely nothing that confirms it. Why? I don't see any reason for there to be an interim heavyweight championship. I don't. That that's and and something because I was in a joke and say the only way that that uh, Edgar and Holloway wouldn't headline is if they had an interim title fight because you know two sixteen. But I don't. I I can't see any. I I I highly highly doubt it's accurate. But I'm going to call. It's kind of, Fake news. I mean, it just kind of caught me off guard when I saw that because forty-five like, says, "Fake news, sir." Fake. Yeah, that news. is. Yeah. If it didn't come from I the think... MMA takeover, it is not credible. <laughs> I yeah, I don't. I think it's it's probably one of those people that just figured that Steep is not fighting, so right. they, there's some parts through a through a thing out there just uh, right. for clicks. Well, speaking of heavyweights, um, you put this story up on our page yesterday or last night and yeah last night and uh so now there's discussion that uh anthony johnson's coming back already and uh he's returning to the ufc heavyweight division so i'm not a hundred percent but that would be his at least his third division not his fourth i don't know if he fought middleweight but he did well through did fight he did in middleweight. He did light, now heavy. He definitely fought a couple catch weights. Yeah, I'm pretty sure so he fought he, at middle too. Because I, like, I think, yeah, I'm not, maybe, I'm maybe not in the UFC. It might have been over in uh, where did he go? WC. Uh, um, second, look that one up. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of where he fought after he was uh, released by the UFC the first time. I don't remember. I can't remember now. Um, but I think, I want to say he did have a fight, but I could be wrong. But I, it would be weird to, to, to not. Like he, he, he did do middleweight. I was going to say, it would be weird to not have any fights at middleweight and just go from 170 to 205, like without any stop right, in between yeah. there. So, yeah, I figured that had to be the case. So he, it was actually UFC. He fought Vitor Belfort at middleweight. Okay. Uh, middleweight. He, uh, he was supposed to be at middleweight, but he ended up weighing in at 197. Okay. So, I mean, so you barely, <laughs> just barely under 205. Just go right up there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, so oh. this will be his, his fourth, weight, fourth, fourth weight class. Jesus Christ. Why was that so hard to fucking say? God damn. Well, it's like Peter Piper. <laughs> so this will be his fourth weight class. Uh, the, you know, the heavyweight division needs something. It's not very yeah. deep. I mean, 205 he, yeah, needs something too, but he knows he can't beat uh, He can't beat DC. So Yeah, and you know, there's going to be a lot more stand and bang than grappling and heavyweight. So especially now, like like the guys like Frank Mir and uh, Nogueira, Black, uh, Brock Lesnar, with those guys gone, like aside for from really for Doom is your big threat. Yep. And Kane, but, if I mean, he can stay healthy. Yeah, but I mean, if you, you give him a guy like like Stipe will stand, Hunt will stand, JDS will stand, and Gano will st- like those guys are all willing to stand the bang, and that gives him his best chance. Uh, Beast uh, to weight range. So yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. I agree, sir. I absolutely agree. But, I mean, at this point in time, it's like, especially after everything ended the last time. Right. It really is, like, how serious is he taking this? Like, did that whole marijuana thing just fall through and he's just needing to make some cash now? And Because he always said, I'm not a fighter. So, now, we, we had this discussion last night with guys that have announced retirement and come back. And then he, he's himself said, I'm not a fighter. And now you're going to be going up against a lot of guys that have the power to knock you out. Right. That, I mean, hopefully he's got his head right, and this is the right decision for him because, like, he, I've always enjoyed it. Uh, Rumble Johnson. I don't want to see him become JDS in like, like three fights. <laughs> yeah. No, me either. Me either. So there's no changes to the rankings this week. Um. Oh yeah, and uh, final news story, I guess. Uh, we'll see what happens with Rumble. You know, until I know he's training, I'm, I'm not really. Yeah, it's not really an issue for me. I, and I never believed. I don't believe anybody stays retired in MMA. Favor, right, yeah. Favor will be back eventually. I thought the only one that might <clears throat> was in GSP, and he went four years. So I mean. He was, the, I think he was the only one that I ever would have believed, aside from Faber. But. I don't believe Faber either. Don't believe it. He still works. He trains fighters. He hangs around fighters. He's in fighting. He's going to get that right. itch. I mean, shit. Um, what's the... Buckholz. Buckholz hasn't fought in how many years, and he still fucking talks about fighting all the time. Yeah. So he was trying to fight fucking Dwayne. Dwayne would oh, that's fuck right. him up. Dude, I think Dwayne that, uh, would fuck up Justin Buckholz super quick. Is it just, doesn't Justin Buckholz just have a fight? Um, I someone, I thought. You tell me, you're my stats guy. I'm, I thought for some reason, I just, hearing you say that. For some reason, makes me think that he just had a fight. I don't. If he did, it wasn't in the UFC. No. He might have. Yep. September twentieth, he beat Marquise Bassine via TKO from soccer kicks at the Alaska Fighting Championships. Okay. So first round knockout. Yeah. Stand corrected. Justin Uh, Bolts is fighting. Anyway, 
point is, people don't stay. Re- I mean, look, Chuck's fucking no. talking about coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck. I mean, I, I mean, even Randy Couture, like, there's always that that hint. Like, you always like you hear nothing about him, and you kind of hear something that he might do something here or there. Oh, if all that bullshit hadn't happened where he couldn't fight because of the lawsuits with the UFC, I think he would have well, been fighting with Bellator. Yeah, when he was in Bellator doing that like, kind of like the Ultimate Fighter style show that Bellator was doing, yeah, he, he was right, right involved with that the whole way through. He would have definitely taken a fight. Oh, he was he he wanted to fight. That's why he he got involved with Bellator. But they were like, Nah, bro. Here's an injunction in a lawsuit. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um. UFC middleweight Rafael Sapo Natal retired from MMA at 34 years old, uh, 15 years as a professional fighter. He announced on Monday on the MMA Hour that he is calling it a career. Quote, I came here today to announce my retirement from MMA. It was the toughest walk in today to your studio because it is hard to make this announcement. But I talked to my family, my friends, my coaches. This is the time. I have new focus in my career as a coach, so that's the right thing to do in the moment. Um, he also said it was a long journey. I love MMA. I love training, cutting weight, but I've had some surgeries before. I'm focused on that hundred percent in my life doing this for 15 years. So it's time to step back. My mom asked me a long time ago and that was a hard decision, but that's what we have. End quote. Uh, Natal 21, nine and one made his UFC debut in 2010 and hangs up his gloves with a nine, seven and one UFC record. He was on a three-fight losing streak with uh, losses and losing to uh, Robert Whitaker, Tim Bosch, and most recently Eric Anders. His last last win came in 2016 when he defeated Kevin Casey. So uh, that is our news for the week. Uh, Can I toss one uh, one last one out there? Oh, yes, yes. I forgot you had one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so... uh... Uh, I'm losing the name of the hospital, but the hospital that Matt Hughes uh, was admitted to back in June after the accident with his pickup in the train, they give out daily uh, or monthly um, nurse of the year or employee of the year kind of awards. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find their names here. Be able to, but um, not here. So it's uh, HSHS uh, St. John's Hospital. And so... Uh, his friend, uh, Tony Zuka, who was putting up a lot of the videos of him leaving the hospital and doing the training and that since the injuries, uh, he nominated uh, Ashley Hall and Megan Simpson uh, for the award. It's called the Daisy Award. Mm-hmm. And uh, he nominated them because they were the ones that took care of Matt Hughes. Uh, they were with him the whole time after the injuries. And so he nominated them to win for this month, and they won. And uh, Matt Hughes showed up at the hospital to be the one to honor them with their awards and everything. So he uh, kind of to give his thank you for everything that he went through and how they stood. They were there with him, uh, you know, day and night doing, doing what had to get done. So uh, it's kind of cool to see Matt Hughes. Um, I mean, <clears throat> to see where he is when you hear him go to a guy getting hit by a train. Right. Um, to see him. Uh, I mean, what is it? It's like four months later. Give or take. Already training. Not like training, just having fun, kind of, kind of stuff. But now he's also able to uh, return to the hospital and honor the the nurses that helped him out. So I thought that was a uh, was pretty sweet. Yeah, that's a really good story. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, did you see? Well, I think you, you're the one that shared it on the page. The uh, the poster. We are officially one month from today. Will be UFC 217. Oh, baby. <laughs> can't believe how excited you are to see a man die. Yeah, Bisping had a good life. Yeah, because GSP is going <laughs> to knock out Bisping. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Matt Sarah knocking out GSP. Nah. Ooh, oh, oh, too soon? Too That's soon? been seven years. That was so great. I will go on the record, though, and I will state that <clears throat> I still don't think that that is the biggest upset, no matter what Vegas odds state and all that. Because you look at Hughes as a play. You look at what Hughes could do and all that kind of stuff. That, like, 
it wasn't a shock that GSP lost that fight. I don't think as much as other guys like. Did I say? Did I say Hughes? I thought I said Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, Okay, I'm just making sure I didn't misspoke. I'm sorry. No, you did. Sorry. Uh, I think that the Burrell Dillashaw fight was a much bigger shock than in Sarah and and GSP. But well, I mean, I think it's the way that it happened was shocking. But I would consider it pretty shocking because if it wouldn't have been for the Ultimate Fighter four, Matt Sarah wouldn't be in that position. It's not like he climbed back through the ranks. It's not like he got back in there at welterweight and climbed through the ranks and shit. He he won a show. <clears throat> right. Travis Luter got the same opportunity. He missed weight. Fucked it up. Yeah. Came close. Well, I mean, wouldn't have made a difference. He wouldn't have beaten Silva, but. But, but actually, I mean, uh, so it really, it kind of, I mean, it is the biggest upset. Dillashaw had been climbing through the ranks. Like, nobody thought it was going to happen. I did. I thought TJ Dillashaw was going to fucking eat him. Tony can back me up that, on that. I don't know. Like, just, I think it's the way that, uh, the way that Dillashaw did it, like how he just outclassed a guy who, Roided up or not was just tearing through for like nine, ten years and made him look like he was a novice. But well, I mean, you could say the same thing with Weidman and Silva, but true, yeah. I still if... the significance of it, maybe not, but just the way that everything went down, I would definitely say it's up there. If it's not it number definitely... one, it's number two. But I and think. That, that that loss uh, to, for GSP, that was like the big one for him because that was the one that really made him look at his style and boring or not, it really made him change his uh, his aggressive nature and oh god, went to the he, fucking ray, lay and pray. What the lay and pray style that he yeah, adopted well, later? Like, <clears throat> because he even said like you know when he used to get uh, rocked in a fight, he'd always rush forward. So he all and I mean that loss helped him change how he had to do it and but I mean that's neither here nor there now like it's in the past he had right. he had his run and now we're going forward so but right oh yeah I just wanted to bring it up and... that that poster is so fucking dope yeah 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 actually we were talking I don't even know if it was off off air or. We were recording when we were talking about the posters are actually like so much better than this time last year when uh, Pettis and Holloway like one's upside down. It's like oh. what the fuck are you doing? And they they like in like in like six months time they're actually kind of getting back to the old style of posters that they used to put out. That and like I mean Boss Logic was just dropping so many great posters that just for the fuck of it. You know, right. like some of the ones he did with different guys potentially to take on Connor. And he had like him and Habib and oh, I can't remember them all. There was like four of them, though, that he dropped and they were fucking phenomenal. So it just showed the UFC it's time to step your game up. <laughs> step your game up. <laughs> let's get into this topic discussion, man. Let's. Uh, all right. Let's we're, we're about a half hour in. So let's let's fucking. Let's do this shit. Uh, like I said in the beginning of the show, we're going to go over our top five fight cards for the UFC. Ryan, since it's your topic, I'm going to let you go first. Right, um, do you have any uh, honorable mentions that you want to throw up beforehand? Or? Nah, I don't really have. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I'll, uh, I'll throw out UFC 202 okay. and UFC 194. <laughs> All right. I mean, granted, they're also both Connor cards, but like, two hundred two for what it was. Uh, the 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 rematch was phenomenal, and the the card itself was really good. One ninety four was the main card was great. You had two flying knee finishes. Also, that was one eighty nine, wasn't it? Oh, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. One eighty nine. Thank you. All right. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. As uh, the one for me was uh, one fifty eight. Uh, Saint Pierre Diaz, because mm-hmm. that was uh, the only it's only UFC I've been to, uh, and I can say uh, when Joe Rogan talks about the arena like shaking uh, from volume, 
he's not lying at all. And Rogers me, like, Center, right? Uh, no, uh, Bell Center, Montreal. Bell Center. Bell Center. Yeah, like, the place. Like I don't, like, I don't think I've been to a louder event in my life. Like when George St. Pierre came out when they announced him, it was like a fucking earthquake. It was almost like when you t- see like the Seattle Seahawks and they talk about causing the Richter scale and that kind of stuff. Right. It, it, it honestly, it felt like that. Like it was Damn. the most insane thing that I've uh, experienced at a, a sporting event, music event, anything like that. So. Yeah, 158 was, uh, for that one moment to me, made that card worth everything. They had that opportunity here in Detroit if they would have just left Tony <laughs> and Kevin off the card, but I digress. So, you're number, uh, number five? My number five, uh, UFC one. Ah, you fucker. <laughs> uh, I, th- I mean, it's obviously a very uh, important card being that it was the one that really put MMA into North America. Yep. Uh, looking back, I mean, you know, you have Hoist Gracie, you have Ken Shamrock, you have guys like that, but it wasn't like there are a lot of crazy names that stuck around for, for in, in the UFC for years and years and years and years and years after and made into the Hall of Fame and all that kind of stuff. But uh, regardless of that, the the event itself just kind of, it was interesting because the fact that they were able to put that card together with karate versus boxing versus sumo versus all these like, different things and trying to see who would win the, the hypothetical, you know, Bruce Lee versus Muhammad Ali kind of fight. So right. uh, to me, that was, uh, I mean, it may have been a, a touch gimmicky, um, but without that one, we wouldn't be having the, the, this topic discussion. So. Yeah, that was uh, that was my pick. I th- I thought you would probably have it in there. I didn't think you were gonna have it at your number five either. So this might get boring. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we've got quite a few differences. So, uh, yeah, my number five was was UFC one. So I'm gonna give my number four, and my number four was UFC thirty one. Oh wait, yeah. Yeah, UFC 31, um, probably most notable was the Shoney Carter uh, backfist over Matt Serra when he was losing the fight. Yeah. Um, You know, some of my picks weren't just for the significance like UFC 1. It was just some of them had some really good fights. Um, You know, Chuck Liddell and... Kevin Randleman, uh, Randy and Pedro Hizzo, Carlos Newton ending the reign of Pat Militich. Right. Uh, Petey Williams and Sammy Schilt. Um, some you know just some old school guys. Ricardo Almeida and Matt Lindland. That was a really good fight. I mean, Matt Sarah talks about that fight all the time. It was hit Carter Almeida as, as one of his training partners and. Right, yeah. <clears throat> so, my number four, UFC 31. Uh, the one you uh, mentioned from, uh, one you're on mentions for me is number four. It's uh, 189. Ah. Like you said, it like the two flying knee knockouts, you had uh, Gunnar Nelson getting a submission win. The, like, if not the most epic welterweight title fight, like it's the yeah. 1A or 1B. Um, Robbie Connor, and Carlos, maybe Robbie and Johnny. Like, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, but, that, but Robbie and Rory too is but definitely that, is way up there. That was it was so crazy. Like, Robbie losing, uh, winning the first round, and then getting handed him the second, third, and fourth, and he needed to stop it and rupturing Rory's nose. Like where right. Rory said, "I saw white. I could not. Like I had to go down because I just couldn't see anything." And <clears throat> that infamous picture now of um robbie screaming lip and and his lip is flipping over like this goes for like the war that those guys went through i mean and rory in the third and fourth had head kicks that almost ended the title reign yep but he just couldn't put him away yeah i mean rory Um, Rory was winning that fight yeah three four rounds and then yeah, and it was just like that. He four minutes away, but he, like, his nose just couldn't take any more. And I mean, and, yeah, and then you know, and of course Connor getting the 
the silver strap on his way to uh, to getting the gold strap. Yep. I mean, and that I mean, and that was the card that we would have had McGregor Aldo, yeah. but with you know, Aldo pulled out, and we end up getting like another six months of promoting that fight. Where's Waldo? I mean that fight? You know, that fight had the uh, you know Matt Brown was on that fight, Mike Swick was on that fight, Cody Garb or uh, that card. Sorry, uh, Cody Garbrandt was on that card. Like there was like was that Cody and Mitsugagi. Uh, no, that was a main event at a fight night. Okay. That was, uh, Cody and, uh, Henry Browns. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, the, all, the main card, all stoppages, and like, like you said, two amazing flying knees, uh, you don't see, like, flying knees that often, you have to see, let alone two-on-one card. Yeah. And, uh, I left yeah, the... that card, uh, sorry, go on. Oh, no, I was just saying, I left that one off because I didn't want to have, um... <clears throat> multiple uh, McGregor fight cards. Dude, that, that's exactly the that's exactly the trap that I tried to avoid too. <laughs> but like, there was a few I could have picked, but uh, I picked one. Um, but yeah, I, for every reason that you listed, it was it was in my my top discussion before I right before I took it off. Um, but yeah, it was a, it's a fucking phenomenal card. It was a great card, yeah. And it was one that was kind of like, uh, it was almost like a sleeper in a way because of the fact that you had those two main, like the two title fights were awesome. But I mean, Gunnar Nelson, Brennan Thatch didn't really have potential to be that exciting, but Gunnar showed his uh, jujitsu class. Um, Almeida and Brad Pickett, not exactly well known at the time. And Brad, I mean, don't forget, Brad Pickett threw a flying knee at Almeida and missed. Right. And then Almeida, and then like, Three, four seconds later, I may have said, "This is how it's done." Bam! And and when they play that without the audience screaming, and you hear the knee make contact, it's almost sickening. Like right. And then, of course, Jeremy Stevens and Bermudez was a really fun fight. Before that, I mean that that card. I mean, it had a couple names, a couple unknowns, but at the end of the day, like it just it stands a uh, it stands really high up for me. Yeah, it was a fucking great card, man. <laughs> It was a great card. I remember watching it, you know, sitting here at the house watching it. I got drunk that night. Holy shit, did I get drunk that night. I drank a fucking growler of Tropic Thunder. Yeah. 8%, 8 8.6%, baby. I drank that whole fucking growler during the card. Right. (laughs) And I ate, like, a bunch of fucking pizza to myself. Nothing wrong with that. You gotta do what you gotta do. <clears throat> yeah. So I puked out my yard. <laughs> I went outside to get some air and I fucking puked. I was really disappointed in myself. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Yeah, it does. We live, we learn. Uh hit me with your number three, sir. <clears throat> number three for all right, so I, this one here I did it uh I I had to put them together. Uh, Ultimate Finale 1 and UFC 52. Uh, at the end of the Ultimate Fighter Season 1, you know, <clears throat> that amazing fight that we got with uh, with uh, Bonner and Griffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, really opened up the eyes to a lot of people uh, to, the, to the new UFC. And like it, um, you look back at the names that went on there with, you know, Mike Swick. Chris Liebman, Josh Koscheck, Kenny Florian, Diego Sanchez, Bonner and Griffin, uh, even Bobby Southworth, who a lot of people might not know, uh, he was the one in the in the season who couldn't make weight, or he struggled to make weight, almost uh, passed out. Uh, Famously known who, for calling Chris Liebman a fatherless bastard. Yeah, and I liked Bobby Southworth though. He and he ended up going over to Strikeforce. Uh, became the first strike force um, led heavyweight champion, and it was the only man to actually defend that title. I never understood why Bobby didn't get another fight. Like why he didn't get an opportunity in the UFC. Oh, it, well, he lost his fight to get in. I'm. Pre- I don't think he. Uh... I know yeah, he lost. He's... I know he lost on the show, and then no, he lost to Sam Holger. Oh, yeah, that's now. right. But still, then, okay. Uh, so that's one fight. But, I mean, but he still ended up going out and winning a title over in Strikeforce. And I mean, you look at the names like Faye Zhao and Henderson and uh, Babalu Sabral. 
none of them could defend that title except for Southworth. He's the only one to, to actually defend that. I mean, that, that's, that's what I cool. mean. <laughs> that's why I don't understand why they didn't hang on to him and give him another shot in the UFC. And, I mean, even the main event that at Ultimate Finale won, Rich Franklin and Ken, and Ken Shamrock, I mean, at the time, that was like, <laughs> I mean, those two were like, like, those two were like the biggest names they had. To yeah, the, Rich, the Rich fighting at 205. And then, of course, the UFC 52 a week later, uh, bringing the eyes from the Ultimate Fighter finale, a lot of people started tuning into uh, with that pay per view going forward. So that, but then that was the coach's fight. That was Liddell Couture two fighting for the strap. Right. With the, uh, Liddell finishing Couture. It also has uh, um, uh, Matt Hughes Frank Trigg two, that infamous low kick almost gets the, uh, the rear naked. Hughes lifts him up, runs across the octagon, slams him down. Watching yep. the, I mean, like the most one of like the best one round fights in UFC history, if not the best. Uh, yeah, GSP. Uh, Beating um, Mayhem Miller, and that was his first fight after losing to Matt Hughes. So that was him on his route back to the title. Uh, just a, a lot of uh, a lot of good, I think, came of those two cards. Yeah. To putting where the UFC is now, those two cards really helped to put the spotlight on it. <clears throat> good pick, man. That's. I, I will take your combination. I will not object. I just didn't know like which, like, because I feel like they just go so hand in hand together uh, with what they did. The so. judges accept. Chuck Norris thumbs up. Chuck Norris thumbs up. <laughs> My number three pick was UFC '87. <clears throat> you had GSP taking on John Fitch. Uh, Brock Lesnar in his second fight in the UFC where he broke Heath Herrig's eye. Or, or that, was real... that was like Heath Herring's last fight up until like a like last year, wasn't it? Yeah, until he uh until he Maybe came into I... uh when he fought in Ryzen last yeah. minute. Yeah. Yeah, coming off a loss from Frank Mir, he came back and beat the brakes off of Heath Herring for three rounds. But that, that highlight, right? The, yeah. the punch for hearing. I mean, that's everyone knows that one. <clears throat> the orbital bone punch. Yep. Sent Heath into a backflip. Uh, you also had Kenny Florian getting the win over Roger Huerta, which put him in position with with his next win over Joe Stevenson to get his first title shot. Um, Roy McDonald, or not Roy McDonald, I'm sorry. Uh, Jason McDonald and Damian Maya. Fight is one of my favorite fights in UFC history. Yeah, that was a really, really good fight. Uh, Manny Gambirian, Rob Emerson, you know, for the, for the Ultimate Fighter fans. You also had uh, Tanda McCorry and Luke Como. Uh, Czech Congo was on that card. But it was also the debut <laughs> of a skinny kid from New York by the name of Johnny Bones Jones. Andre Guzman, Guzmao? Guzmao, yes. Andre Guzmao. Uh, and Ben Saunders kicked off that card, taking on Ryan, Ryan the Tank uh, Tank Engine Thomas. So <clears> that was, I think I, I picked it a lot for because of the, the, the debut of John Jones and the right. what, what he became and then what he is now. A drug user? Or a drug, steroid user, I should say. Shouldn't say. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, just just <laughs> shit on my picks, man. It's cool. It's cool. I I have been very supportive. I even allowed your two bullshit picks, <laughs> and then you just I'm not I'm not I'm not picking on on the pig. I'm picking on the on one fighter on that whole card. Hey hey hey, just back off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my number three pick, UFC eighty seven. Uh, my number two pick. Is UFC 100 mm-hmm. for, I mean, not only for the significance, obviously, with it, you know, being the, the UFC's 100th pay-per-view event, but also the fight card itself. I mean, you had 
you had uh, C.B. Dalloway and and Filthy Tom Lawler early in the card. Uh, John Jones and um, Irish Jake O'Brien on the card. Stun Gun with T.J. Grant. Fight between Mac or uh, Dan, yeah, Mac Danzig and Jim Miller. The epic knockout of Michael Bisping from Dan Henderson. The logo. <laughs> yeah, the logo. Uh, Akiyama and Alan Belcher. I was going to say, you better not forget Sexyama. <laughs> never. You never forget Sexyama. Uh, Mark Coleman and, and Stefan Bonner. Fitch and Paulo Tiago. George St. Pierre laying praying a victory out against Tiago Alves. With, with, the, uh, with the torn adductor. He was he was injured for majority of that fight and just, you know the the greatness. Yeah, he laid on top of him <laughs> for the rest of the fight and won. <laughs> so great, great was Brock Lesnar. Beating, yeah, beating the piss out of Frank Mir and taking that horseshoe, ripping it out of his ass. My number two pick. UFC oh, you didn't say what I was hoping you were going to say there. What? Oh, well, that he was going to go home and drink, and drink a Coors Light because Bud Light don't pay him? And then get on top of his wife. <laughs> I mean, I would have got on top of his wife, too, if I were him. Yeah, Sable's, uh, Sable's every, uh, in the late 90s wrestling fans, uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Hugh Hefner. Yeah, no shit. No shit. One <laughs> issue she did with uh, with Tori Wilson. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, I had it. I had it. Fucking who cares? There, there. He Judge said me. It. Judge me for it, bitch. Judge me for the it. The pages may or may not be stuck. We don't need... We, we, it's, it's out there. The pages <laughs> were not stuck. <laughs> we, don't, we don't come on our magazines in America... Ryan, no, I, I, no, I, uh, I, don't I, heard you, that on it. I don't know what you Canadians do. Actually, actually, would be America because they were joking about that on the fighter and the kid the other day. Yeah, I know it's a joke. It's a joke. But <laughs> I, I never came on a magazine. That's just weird. It's. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. This is not the conversation we need to have right now. Give me your number two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, another a new rabbit hole for us there. Your fucking wife is gonna be really weirded out when she listens to this. Oh, uh, this episode never happened. We'll just say the technical difficulty. It never dropped. Yeah, you're gonna. It's just not gonna post to the internet. Is that what's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> Kara's gonna wonder what the hell. I'm sorry, Kara. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't do this. He did. He brought it up. <laughs> You led me down that rabbit hole, man. We could have just oh, kept see, it moving. Not... Yeah. You you uh, brought me back to here it. We here we are. <laughs> here we are. Uh, <laughs> Number two. Going on. Uh, UFC 94, uh, GSP and BJ Penn. Uh, two. Uh, to me, this one's more of the personal reason. Uh, I've talked about that fight in this card a lot. This is why uh, I watch UFC now. It was that going to see that card. Uh, growing up, I watched a little bit of the old school UFCs, like the, the you know the single and double digits, and like they're like up to like probably mid twenties. <clears throat> but just kind of fell out of it for a while, and uh, that card was a random one that I went and watched uh, with Kara at a local bar in Windsor, and you know, Clay Guida and Nate Diaz were on that one. Stephen Bonner and John Jones. Uh, Stun Gun and uh, I want to say Amanda Gambieri. I think I might be wrong with that one, but uh, uh, Chago Silva, Leota Machida, where Silva or, uh, Machida got the number one contender against Rashad Evans, and then of course uh, BJ Penn uh, is getting destroyed by GSP, where the corner eventually just stopped, uh, threw the towel in. Um, but that was the fight that got that was the card that kind of got me back into MMA. And just got me like just hooked on it. So that's where it all started, huh? Well, started yeah, back up was, again. Yeah, that's how. That's that's where it, where it all came back. And full circle. And here we are. <laughs> now I have a podcast. <laughs> right. 
Right. Now you talk about it multiple times a week. Which I'm sure Kara really appreciates because then she doesn't have to listen to me like say random things to her. Right. Now you this is us. Now you have a friend to talk about it with. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, what are you doing in the kitchen? I'm just talking to myself again. No one wants to listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) We know we can talk about it a couple times a week. It's lovely. (laughs) I'm surprised the GSP card was not your number one. Uh, probably going to be the same as yours. Uh, might not be on the but uh, for me, number one is two hundred five. Yep. Uh, it was it's everything. I think we uh, we talked about it last year. Uh, had the historicalness. That's I think I just made up a new word there, but the the historicalness of going to MSG. The it might not be the the original one where Ali fought and that kind of stuff, but it's still. That like, fighting in Madison Square Gardens was always it, and I never had the chance to actually see combat sports take place at Madison Square Gardens before really that card. Yeah. Um, like you watch old footage and all that kind of stuff, but seeing something live happen, and when UFC went there, uh, and even like going back there next month, they're putting on like just these like star-studded shows. I mean, I mean, they're you know three title fights. Big game superstars. I mean, they, the names don't even like the names and the fights don't seem to even matter to me as much as the fact that it was MMA and MSG. Like that, that alone put it at number one for me. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, you covered all the bases. I mean, you had Jeremy Stevens and Frankie Edgar on the prelims for God's sakes, the prelims and the the Jim Miller and Tiago Elvis fight. I mean, Nurmagomedov and Johnson. But I mean, how good is it that we lost Cerrone and Gastelum, and the card still was like a six-star event? Wasn't it? Was it? Yes. Oh no! Yeah, and we lost. Wasn't it? Um, Rashad and uh, yeah, and, and Frank Kennedy. and Kennedy were supposed to fight. Yeah, like we, uh, and st- like it's st- I mean, and still it was an amazing card. I mean, I still close my eyes at night and shudder a little bit thinking of Yoel Romero's knee oh. on Chris Levin's head. Oh. Like, I just... Oh, God. Speaking of, of things sticking to things, you and when your girl Rocky Pennington beat Misha Tate, I'm sure. Um, so happy for her. Why are you turning red, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I made him blush, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the beautiful lady. If she wasn't a lesbian and if I wasn't married. Yeah, she is a beautiful woman. And Butisha Torres. Yep, so that was my number one as well, and the reason why I left off a couple of Conor McGregor cards like UFC 202. Right. I also left them off because I thought they would, one of them would be your pick, so I was trying to be different, but here we are. Right. Fucking That's why I didn't go with 100, because I thought that I, 100 was up there for me. Yeah. But uh, I ended up going with, uh, that's where I put in uh, my number three. It was going to be 100, but that's right. I, I figured that you were going to have it in there, and we were probably going to say similar things. So Right. But. Yeah, so we did it. Another week. Another week down. Um, One day closer to Motown Phenom getting that strap on his waist. Let's hope. Let's hope, man. It's, it's almost Thanksgiving time for you. Yeah, I cannot wait. Yeah, damn, it's it over, but I get my I still get my Monday. So. Right, Thanksgiving is in November, sir. Just so you know. The sooner it comes, the happier I get. We can call it Canada Giving or something. <laughs> Harvest Day. We still give thanks, regardless. It's Harvest Day. <laughs> Which is with- which makes even more sense that it would be in a, in a season of harvest because at the end of November, when everything's dead, you can't really have that kind of meal. But hey, 
you guys get it's more it's more football anyway in America and, and getting ready for Black Friday sales. They're not like Black Thursday sale. Black Wednesday and shit. I actually went for fucking one thing. One thing on Thanksgiving. Walmart had PS4 controllers on sale for like 30 bucks. Okay. And I mean, I, it was a. I knew the one thing I needed. I got in and out that bitch pretty quickly for a Thanksgiving Day thing. But man, there were people lining up. Like they had aisles blocked off. Like you couldn't go into until a certain time and shit. It looked like a war zone in that bitch. I uh, I have no want to ever experience that. Like they like, just see it on the news. Oh, like, I, I did not. Want. I feel like I would. I feel like I would become like uh, like Frank Costanza when uh, when he's discussing about Festivus, like you know, reaching for a doll, and another person reached for it, and I was as I was raining blows upon him, I had to, I thought there had to be another. That would be me. Like I feel like I'm getting this is fifty percent off. Get your goddamn hands off it. Like, my girl wants electro. She's getting electro. <laughs> yeah, man. I I don't. I don't participate. I had one other experience with like going out besides working Black Fridays because I worked in restaurants and stuff. And one of the restaurants I worked at was oh, up by yeah. the mall. So Black Friday was a motherfucker. But um, <laughs> it was like 2006 or something like that. I don't know. My friend, we had this big house party at his place after Thanksgiving Day and night. And we ended up, we were going to try to go out to lunch. And we tried to go to Black Friday or like to the mall in Black Friday. We almost got in an accident because my friend Geiger can't drive. He got flipped off by an old lady. Nice. Yeah, man. It was crazy. Fuck Black Fridays. I will be participating in Cyber Monday this year, though, because I have Prime. So that's the tits. That is the tits. All right, well, we're just a little over an hour. What do you say we wrap this bad boy up? Yeah, sounds uh, sounds good. Well, we got in and out tonight. Yeah, we did. Well, we started early, too. I mean, normally yeah. we'd had just be getting going because we, we bullshit so much before we do the show. <laughs> well, I mean, we talked like 45 minutes before the show, and then we start the show. And like yesterday, you know, talk like Tom Petty and uh, and music, and then we get into the, the main event for 216 that... When you go, oh, we're an hour in. I'm like, no, well, this is going to be like a five-hour podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And then we wrapped it up by doing, like, what, eight fights? 20-some minutes. 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes, a half hour, yeah. Sorry for the rest of the card. We still respect you guys, but. <laughs> right. We got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, let me get those final thoughts, man. What do you, what do you got for the week? You know, um, just basically going back to uh, – to the discussion last night you know this card this saturday it's it has potential to be really sneaky good there's a lot of uh, fun uh, fun fighters on there so if you're on the fence you know grab some people grab some beer and some pizza and just ha- get this card because this one definitely has the potential to uh to be a really fun card i mean not card of the year but because next month of obviously is uh got that one pretty much on lockdown but this one here could definitely be a fun little uh fun little card to check out and and jeff as you mentioned i just want to give a happy thanksgiving to any canadian listeners yeah get this back have our molson and watch our cfl happy thanksgiving to all of our canadian listeners <laughs> your family <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 and like, I try to get everybody to listen to it, but I was like, I don't like fighting. How do you think? You're 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 here because your family were fighters somewhere down the line. Like, <laughs> right? Just listen to the damn show. Like, come on, it's in our blood to fight. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, exactly. Uh, exactly. Oh man, you yeah. Think that the, you think that the cavemen were out there throwing footballs around? No, they were beating each other with clubs. Right. Yep. So, uh, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. I will be posting a Sunday session, Sunday morning. Um, 
we're going to be joined. I'm going to be joined because Ryan's going to be at work, unfortunately. But uh, I'm going to be joined by Zach Eldridge uh, from – he does the uh, the coast, the loudmouth uh, fight companions with Kyle. Um, Kyle's a good guy. Zach's awesome. He's weird. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. So look for that Sunday morning. Listen to it before football starts. Yeah. For Ryan, I'm Jeff. And we'll see you guys next week for another episode of The Average Joe's MMA Show.